Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Hello and welcome into another edition of Believe in Titans on the Believe Podcast Network. I am Davey Hudson alongside former Titan Denard Walker and we appreciate you joining us here today as we get set to preview the Tennessee Titans versus the New York Football Jets. We're going to talk Everything you need to know for Tennessee as it relates to what's the question surrounding some of the key players and some potential injuries, what to expect when we're facing the Jets, how is that matchup going to stack up. But before we do that, I want to ask, do you believe? And Believe in Titans is presented by Bet Online. We're back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back for another football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, Bet Online continues to be the number one source for everything football. So head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't forget to use our promo code BELIEVE to receive your bonus. From football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts. And Denard right now went over to Bet Online before we recorded, and I saw that the Titans sitting right now as a seven and a half point favorite over the Jets. Jets are struggling right now. You look at this matchup. It's one in which the Titans should be able to take advantage in a couple of areas. But if you're thinking, I don't want to touch the spread, Titans money line currently minus 370. If you're thinking, you know what, I think there's going to be a lot of points or I just don't think that the Jets are going to be able to score and you want to go over or under that line's currently at 45 and a half. Definitely on the lower end for what I would expect to see a lot of Tennessee Titans games this season. But hey, that's where we currently sit. But you can get in on the action at Bet Online. But D, as we dive into this game, I first want to ask, how is your week going, my friend? We're two and one. You got a beautiful smile on your face. You know why? Because we're playing the Jets. <laughs> <laughs> now, Denard, you're the one always sitting here telling me not to get ahead of myself. 
But it's the Jets. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's been a struggle. Uh, that's the easiest way to say it. The Jets are currently 0-3 on the year. You look at what they have. Rookie quarterback Zach Wilson, it's been a struggle, man. I mean, it's it's one of those things to where the media has already asked him the question of if he's seeing Ghost out there. It's a very favorable matchup, to say the least, for the Titans. I mean, this game is going to be happening in MetLife Stadium, uh, 1 o'clock on CBS. We got Adrian Hill as the official. I've always said, a lot of times people are like, who's Adrian Hill? I'm like, if you don't know the official's name, that's probably a good sign. But you'll recognize him once you see him. But right now, Titans, it's one of those things to where you look at the offense, Ryan Tannehill still leading this team, doing a great job there. And, of course, we can't talk about this offense without mentioning Derrick Henry. I know for people playing fantasy when it comes to running backs, he's leading that category, half PPR, PPR standard, however you want to slice it. Derrick Henry, best running back in the game. And so, I mean, with that two-headed monster, it's something that should bring some ease and relief for Titans fans going into this game because the Jets' D, is, as we'll get into, they just don't really stack up well in any of these areas. So I guess for those people that are not very familiar with the Jets, and I mean really first-year head coach, a lot of new faces, a face one that Titans fans will remember, and Corey Davis, he's now over there. But D, like, if you had to sum up this Jets team, man, what what can you tell me about them? What should I know? Well, they're young, they're inexperienced, they do not, they haven't established a DNA. Like, who are they as a football team? And in this league, when you don't have a DNA, that's not good for your organization. You look at the Denver Broncos, they have a DNA. You look at their quarterback, Teddy Bridgewater. You look at their defense, Vaughn Miller. When you look at uh, teams like San Francisco or Oakland, they have a DNA. You look at Darren Waller. You look at Carr. You look at, you know, the San Francisco. You look at their coach, Cal Shanahan. There's a DNA about that team. When you look at this team, and I, and I like Robert Saleh. I think he's a really good coach. Comes over from San Francisco. He's a great defensive coordinator. But he inherits a team, number one, they've been decimated by injuries, D. You know, you talk about all of the players like LaMarcus Joyner coming in from free agency uh, from the Rams. You know, he goes out the first game of the season against Carolina. Huge blow for your secondary because I love LaMarcus Joyner. He's a playmaker. He's smart. He's instinctive. And then you're talking about the big money that they paid Carl Lawson, you know, coming over from Cincinnati a three-year, $45 million deal, and he's on IR. And when you look at this list, D, I mean, they have a page. It's like I stopped counting after 10 guys that's on the injured reserve list. And in this league, what I always, I always tell you, D, you can't make the club in the tub. But if you got all the, your starters that are hurt, I mean, there's no hope. You know, it's like next they're going to be recruiting me and you to come out there and play. Let's start in the trenches, D. I know you always like to do that. I will say their defensive line, I know you mentioned Lawson. He's hurt right now. They do have Quentin Williams currently, so that's at least a little bit of a bright spot for them. But outside of that, like I don't really recognize this unit that they have. Like It's not a bunch of names that people are like, oh, yeah, I know that guy, I know that guy, I know that guy. I mean, they do have C.J. Mosley at linebacker. It's a guy that if you followed college football, you'll know him from his time at Alabama. But, I mean, he's, he's not – really had that much of an opportunity with the Jets so far. Uh, he led the team in tackles in this past week, but I mean, you talked about Denver. I mean, Denver won that game 26 to nothing. 
you want to look at for what this offense is doing, or sorry, the defense, they're allowing 23.3 points a game and not necessarily going up against some of the most explosive offensive teams so far when you look at their opponents that they've played. So for that to be the case and them to still be sitting at 0-3 and it's not even been competitive games really when you boil it down, let's take a, a quick look here at the Jets. When you go back to week one and you look at them, they were able to stay somewhat relevant there. They, they got beat by five points to the Panthers, 19-14. to 14. So that decent start, but again, 14 points scored in the National Football League, you're not going to win any games. You then look at the next week, the Patriots. I don't think the Patriots are really that good at the end of the day. I thought they'd be better, but they're breaking in a rookie quarterback too. Patriots beat them 25-6. to And then, D, you look at them this past week, as we mentioned, they get beat by the Broncos 26-0. to I mean, they're going in the wrong direction when it comes to scoring points. So that's that's an average of they scored 6.7 points a game. Like, if you're the Titans, I mean, this is an opportunity for your defense to try to pressure a quarterback that has not had success at the at, so far. I think he's got two touchdowns and seven picks on the year. So get in there, make life rough for him. And, I mean, is this the thing, D, where you're talking, like, let's say, we're, we're playing defense here. Same game plan like you kind of had against Carson Wentz, blitz and blitz, or if it was going to be Jacob Eason, blitz and blitz some more. Yeah, look at the Denver game. That's exactly what they did on third down. They blitzed him. And, you know, let me, I'm going to give them a little credit now because that Broncos game, the Broncos won that game, what was it, uh, 26 to 0. It was 17 to 0 at halftime. But, you know, when I talk about inexperienced Debo, is the fact it could have been 10 to 6. Inexperience comes when you're in field goal position and you jump off sides. Basically, when they jumped off sides, it took them out of field goal range. And then they took a big sack, which they were driving on the Denver's defense in the first half, and they took a huge sack. That's where inexperience comes to play. And you can't have that in this league because every point counts. Every series counts. And it's like they were, it's like self-inflicting wounds. So if you coach Robert Soleil this week, you're saying to your team, listen, there's some good things, but we continue to hurt ourselves. And just maybe if we can put at least a quarter together, maybe two, let's not worry about putting four quarters. If we can just generate some form of momentum and capitalize on it, then maybe we will give, our, give ourselves a chance to at least be relevant in the game. So they got to start at ground zero uh, for this team because there's so many holes. It's like, where do you start? I look at their defensive line. I don't know none of these guys. John Franklin Myers, we know Quinnen Williams. You know, he's a monster. Their former first-round draft pick three years ago out of Alabama. Uh, Fatu Kase, uh, Bard Huff. Now, we'll say this. I love their defensive coordinator, Jeff Oldbridge. He was a former player in this league a long time played for the 49ers, and he was also a defensive coordinator at UCLA back in 2014. He does a good job at calling defenses. The problem is, is they just don't have the talent right now to hold up. So they they need to, they got to, they, they need a whole new DNA. And until they, <laughs> until that happens, they're going to struggle. Yeah, it would not be a bad time to admit that I've got a parlay already in play for the Titans to win every single quarter and to have over 14 points at the first half. So we'll see how that goes. But yeah, I just, 
I mean, I look at this. This is an opportunity for Mike Vrabel and his team to lick their chops and go at a team that's struggling. And, I mean, it's one of those things, man, like you can't get saved by the bell here. So go out, and you definitely can't afford to have a letdown after taking advantage of what you've done so far compared to your AFC South competition. Vrabes, if you're you're curious, he's only ever played against the Jets one time. He won that game that was – yeah, in 2018, it was 26-22, the Titans. Titans trying to fight for a playoff position at that point. But, I mean, right now, the defense for the the Jets is struggling. Now, their secondary, a lot of concerns there. But I know, D, as we look at the Tennessee Titans, I do not expect A.J. Brown to play this week. I think they're going to get his hamstring right, make sure he's full to go before they bring him back out there, give opportunities for guys like Nick westbrook Ikeen. Chester Rogers, you'll probably see a heavy dose of those guys and also add in Cameron Batson. Now, Julio, he didn't play late, and we didn't really talk about it much on when we recorded after the game. But, I mean, right now with Julio, what, what do you think that is, D? Is it just he's, he's getting older, we're trying to do some load management? No, no, he something, he got hurt. <laughs> when you out, listen, when you got your best receiver, and he's on the sideline, especially at a critical time in the game last week. Something's going on. I don't know if it's a knee. I don't know if it's a hamstring. But you know what? I'm not saying it's a concern because veterans that, you know, they played for a long time or they have longevity in this league, they know how to take care of their bodies. Now, we might see a Julio that might be banged up Sunday. If that's the case, the your player, the one guy, that you love and that you said would be your breakout player up for this team this year was? I said Josh Reynolds. Josh Reynolds. But. And I had him circle. It's weird that you I had him circle like, okay, I know he's dealing with the foot injury, but this would be a big game for Josh if we can get him back Sunday. It would. It would give him a great opportunity to kind of go up there against some competition that's like we've been saying throughout this entire show. They've been struggling. Now I will say Coach Moore, wide receivers coach, was saying that really for Josh to get out there, a lot of it kind of depends on his availability for special teams right now. So we'll see there. Uh, he also said, Coach Moore said that he didn't believe he did a really good job in rotating the receivers in game one. He said he thought he had AJ and Julio out there too long. I, I kind of get that. He wants to have his guys ready to go for the fourth quarter. But when you are looking at, I know AJ's banged up, Julio's a little bit older, but like guys like AJ should be able to play 95% of the snaps and the only time he's coming out is if he is banged up or if he is not the guy they want out there for a certain personnel package. But I, I look at it like these are your star weapons. You need to make sure you're getting them the ball as much as you can because we saw the touchdown to Jeremy McNichols in the game on Sunday and you look at the guys that the Titans had out there. You didn't have, obviously AJ was hurt, but you didn't have Julio out there and you didn't have Derek on the field. I don't feel good about being in third down and even though it was manageable, it wasn't third and short, but being in a third down and goal situation like that, and you have your three best playmakers on the sideline. I, I will say that's, I don't agree with that coaching decision. Now it paid off, you scored a touchdown, but still, it's one of those things, this, this game, this National Football League, I mean, it's all about who has the best players. You got to have guys that can go out there and make plays. Titans, able to take advantage of it. Fortunately, the Colts looking a lot worse than we expected coming in. But, hey, we'll take it. I had a question for you, Denard. So some pro football focus grades came in, and there were two guys that scored in the 80s for the Titans for this past week's game. 
Who do you think those two guys were? Ron Tannehill is one. And you know I don't read pro football folks. I know you don't. So I'm I, kind of, you, know you said what? that pretty confidently. I was just about to tell you how much I love you until you just said you start talking pro football focus. So I'm going to go with Tannehill. And I'm going to go, is the others, the second guy's a defensive guy? He is. Ah, that's easy. You, you want me to pronounce his name? <laughs> am I right? You can give it a try. But am I right? You know who I'm about to, you know who I'm about to. Uh, You're actually not right, but. Oh, well, close. I'm not going to say his name then. I'm going to okay. go with Ryan Tannehill offensively. And. I would go with Janoris Jenkins or Christian Fulton. It's actually Fulton. Uh, second. Okay. Ryan Tannehill, grade of 86.6. I mean, he's averaging out at over 85 on the year, which is third best among quarterbacks in the National Football League. I mean, the guy, is, he's, he's continuing to play like we were hoping he would after they signed him to the extension. And then Christian Fulton, the cornerback that's really shown up for the Titans as of so far this year, he graded out at an 81. Now your boy, Ola Adenayi came in fifth on the list, but he—I mean—he's up there. He's getting pressures, and you kind of mentioned him. D. The other pro football focus stat I wanted to give was in regards to uh, pressures generated by the Titans so far. So, week three, the Titans were able to generate twenty-six pressures on the quarterback. See, you just lost me at twenty-six, but I'm gonna tell you something. Twenty-six right now. pressures on the quarterback, D. That makes it that, secondary. That was, hey, you know, and you know who we talk, Ola. Adenei, absolutely. I, Even though that we talked about he had one sack, he should have had two sacks. He should have had three sacks in the last two weeks. He only balled out. And it's not even the sacks, Davey. If you watch that game, just watch how – you remember when I alluded to about uh, how he took the tackle uh, for the Colts and basically walked him backwards? That creates pressure. When a, when a quarterback goes and he's sitting in that pocket – and next thing you know, you have a six foot six, you know, right tackle or a left tackle bumping up against you. That messes up your game. It messes up your timing. And Ola, he did that all day. So I can't believe that Pro Football Focus would not give Ola a huge, a bigger, a better grade than what they did. Now I don't know his grade, but he should have got an A plus. I mean, again. One of the things football focus, <laughs> I like while I, th- well, I thought it well, I mean, I haven't gone back and watched every single snap that he had. So, and that's that's the way that's the way pro- you went back and you just charted Ola every yes. single play. Ola, Ola, Ola. Yes, okay. I did. I okay. watched. I'm telling you, D. He was the difference maker in that game. He played Sunday. great, and I'm not arguing that one bit. I'm just saying I I haven't had the time to go in like the guys at Pro Football Focus are able to do. Um, I I did want to say though, as it kind of relates to getting to the quarterback, the Titans did have to make two moves. Uh, for adding a couple of guys to the injured reserve. And they did that with uh, outside linebackers Rashad Weaver. We talked about him and his leg injury. And then the other guy was outside linebacker Derek Roberson. So those guys are both on IR. Now the, the Titans have signed Sharif Finch to the practice squad. And that's a guy that the team, you've seen him play as of late or over the last couple of years. So it'll be interesting to see if he eventually gets the call up if uh, the depth issues become a concern at that position. Denard, we've been talking about the Jets' defense and what they have. Now, with the Titans' defense and obviously kind of trying to make sure you get pressures on the quarterback, what else would you like to see from that unit this week? Defensively this week, you know what I want to see, Debo? Total domination. Remember we was talking about Jacob Eason 
and you said, what is the game plan, D? If you're a defensive coordinator, Shane Bowen, or when you played, how did you guys go against young quarterbacks like your favorite quarterback of all, Peyton Manning in 1998? You know what we did in the divisional playoff game against Peyton Manning? Blitz. Say that again. Blitz. And guess what we did after that? You blitzed some more. And, 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 and then you blitz some that. more after that. Exactly. <laughs> and so, and so <laughs> you watch. See, we, 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 you know what? I think we're starting to develop chemistry. And it's I coming think that's going to make our relationship a lot better. Because I, I was thinking that we were going to need some counseling. But I think we're rubbing off on each other. And that's what you got to do to Zach Wilson. He is so much. He's like this new age quarterback with all this mobility. They're very elusive. You saw him last week against Denver, where Denver line basically took some great gaps, forced him laterally, which is what you want to do. But he makes that, he shows that athleticism, makes that great throw. Unfortunately, it was incomplete. He's he's that new age, you know, you see that a lot because quarterbacks, they have to be like dual threats now. But what you want to do is when you have a young quarterback, they struggle. They struggle in one particular area, uh, and that is blitz. And when you're blitzing a young quarterback, sometimes they have about 100,000 things going on in their head. So what you want is to make sure you put this team, you want to make them one-dimensional. And you know what I like to do with a team like this? I mean, look at their receiving core. Other than Corey, you know who their leading receiver is? Crowder's not played much this year. I know they He's got been a, hurt with a groin. I know they got Elijah Moore, the rookie out of Ole Miss. But that you I, like. You love Elijah Moore. I think he'll be good. I mean, he's obviously in a bad situation right now. But uh, Braxton it's, it's Berrios. Yes, Berrios is the leading receiver. And I love our corners. I love that when they match up against these receivers, I give the edge to Tennessee. Now, knowing that I can play, if I'm a defensive coordinator and I know that my, my defensive back can take their receivers out and they're much more better, guess what? I can be more aggressive because I got this young quarterback. So I'm anticipating Shane Bowen maybe coming out saying, listen, we're going to blitz him. And then when we get through, we're going to play a little zone on first and second down, but third down, just like Denver, Denver came after him. They were all over him. And that's what you have to do. That's why he only threw for 160 yards. He was running for his life. That's what you want. Put the hands in the young quarterback because he's not ready. He's not a Peyton Manning. He's not a Tom Brady. He's not no Dan Marino. He's not ready yet. And when they're not ready, you try to generate as much pressure as you can as a defensive coordinator, and you try to make his day miserable and they're and they're struggling Debo on the defense on their offensive line and you know what else I'm anticipating this game Debo that you remember when Chandler Jones the first game of the season he had five sacks in week one against us I'm anticipating someone Jeffrey Simmons he should have that kind of a game or Harold Landry somebody who's who's ever coming off that edge this week who's ever on the side of George Faint, which is the left side, they should dominate this player. I, I, don't, I don't like to call out players like that. But again, Jeffrey Simmons should have about five sacks this week. We should be basically crowning him as the king uh, after Sunday's game. Yeah, I kind of forgot about it until now, but they did have one of their, their key tackle go down in Mekhi Becton. And he looked like he was having a good start to the season. He got injured game one. And so... It's it's one of those things like they're struggling at that position again. We I mean we can keep saying it time and time again. Desire, the one thing I want to see from this Titans defense, and I, I think this is kind of obvious, and 
it's, it's one of the things we've not done this year, but it's create turnovers. It's one of those things like this team has to figure out a way to start creating turnovers. We've been turning the ball over on offense, and fortunately we've been able to still come out on top the last two games because it's one of the things we have not won the turnover battle. We have forced one turnover this season, and that was that Kevin Byard interception against the Cardinals game one. Obviously that didn't really amount to anything in the grand scheme of that game. And then the past two weeks you haven't been able to force them to turn it over. So if you can get to the quarterback – I'm sure you can have Zach Wilson put the ball on the ground or force him into a pass that he's not wanting to make and have a defender there able to take advantage because that's one of the things you look at. it. It's putting yourself, you talk about field position all the time, getting those turnovers can put you in a very favorable field position, and this is a perfect game for the Titans to maybe kind of get that momentum rolling in that regard. Going up against a young quarterback who's obviously had a lot of turnovers already. I mean, I said he's thrown seven interceptions through three games. But you know what to help create turnovers, Debo? More pass pressure. Yeah. yeah, pressure, pressure. And when you get through pressure, pressure again, that's is where your turnovers come from is uh, just basically creating pressure. We saw and, that last week when that defensive line was pushing that offensive line back from Indy. You saw Carson Wentz. He was run, trying to run for his life. Again, pressure. That's what we need this week is a lot of pressure. And when we talk about how important it is to have good blocking from your running back, especially if you are facing a lot of pressure. Very inexperienced running backs for this team. You look at Michael Carter, the rookie out of UNC. You got Ty Johnson, not really done a whole lot so far to this point in his career. These guys are pretty fresh in that regard. So they're they're past blocking, not what it needs to be. And so the Titans, it's another area they can take advantage of. And so it's one of those things like there's no reason the Titans should lose. I'm not saying it can't happen, but when you really look at these two teams, there's no reason the Titans should lose to this game if they come in prepared and focused. They're just a superior football team, and it's just for them to go into the mindset this week and practice and make sure that they don't feel like, yeah, they got a W before they get out of there. D, for the offense, I mean, what are you wanting to see? Just give the ball to Derek and let him do Derek Henry type things? Yes. Yes and yes, Debo, because this is a game that could be much like last year game when Tennessee – faced Houston down in Nashville the first the first time they played when Derek rushed for over 200 yards this defensive line for New York they're young they're not established yet and if you look at that Broncos Broncos game the Broncos Melvin Gordon they torched this defensive line they basically ran the ball when they wanted to and when you can insert uh, your will on the opposing teams, especially your offensive unit on their defensive unit. It's a long day. I'm anticipating a big dose of Derrick Henry. Uh, this is a week that he could easily go over the 200 yard mark going against this defensive line. I don't believe I'm not going to say that they're weak, but Davey, this is a big hole for this and a big gap for this unit. They're not that good. I, I hate to say that, but they're not. They're young. We don't know half of these guys because a lot of their guys that they're anticipating this year starting and making or contributing to this team, they're hurt. So again, you have to take advantage of that. But this is a week, especially with our receiving core uh, banged up, we need to get a big dose of the King this week. And, I, and I'm anticipating that's what Todd Downing is going to do. He said he, he's looking at this D line and saying, listen, we got to go get him. It's just like the Houston game. Arthur Smith went right at Houston last year. 
Derek ran for what almost 400 yards in two game against the Texans. I'm anticipating Derek putting up huge numbers this game. If they establish the running game early, you can put this team away in the first half. Yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. I mean, rely on him. It's also a good opportunity. I mean, we saw Makai Sargent get a little bit of run lately. It's one of those things if the game does get out of hand or you're just not really having to force feed Derek. I mean, obviously he's gonna want his yards. And I, I can't blame them. I mean, another opportunity to put up some great stats against a reeling defense. But Robert Saleh, he's going to have his team out there ready, and they, they should be prepared. Now, granted, I don't think they can hold up when it's all said and done, but they should at least come out there with a decent game plan knowing that he's the number one thing that they have to stop. So we'll see what they're able to conjure up over there. Denard, before we get out of here, any closing thoughts on this team, this matchup that we have this coming Sunday? Debo, remember this is, yes, you can be better than a team on paper, but if that don't, if that doesn't translate to the field, then you are in trouble. There's some games that, uh, as coaches like to say, like coach Fisher used to say, we, we, you know what, we need this game. This is a game that is a must. And you have to go in there with the mindset of we got to dominate this team from start to finish, because if you don't, guess what? If you give this team a little spark and they're playing up in crazy New York, D, I used, I, I used to play the Jets all the time down in, it was in East Rutherford, New Jersey. And you know what those, the people up there on the East Coast, I'm telling you some, Davey, there's always a fight in the stands. Yeah. There's always beer thrown, mm-hmm. and, and that's just at each other. And, <laughs> and they, that's all they do. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. J-E, that's the whole game. J- and I'm going to tell you something. If that crowd gets behind that team, that young team, they need a 12th man right now. They need a spark. And if you're the Titans, you cannot let this team get, get that spark because if they do, you can light a fire, and that's not good with a young team. They just need some confidence. But in this league, if you know that you're better on paper and you know that this is a game that you should win, you have to go out there early because just like Cincinnati, I always go to the Cincinnati game. Don't look at the record. Remember, take care of your business. This is a this is a, a must win for Tennessee. You know why? Because this will give them a little bit of breathing room because it's the next game. And it's I tell you what, they I would rather be three and one than to go into this game and lose this game and have to come all the way back to Nashville with an L against the Jets. D, give me your score prediction. I'm going to go with this. I'm going to say if Tennessee comes out and play the way that they played in the first half of last week game and the way that they played uh, at Seattle, I got Tennessee winning big. I'm going to say 38-14. to 14. Wow. All right, I like it. Expecting the offense to really take off and the defense to hold their own. When I look at this game, I mean, this is an opportunity for the Titans to kind of get right with some of the things they feel they have not been performing well at. Hopefully, I see, if I had to pick a couple of things, I want to see at least three turnovers forced. I want to see us cough the ball over once or less, preferably less. Uh, You can do the math there. And on top of that, I just want to see the team go out there, man, and just, just look solid and stay healthy. Really just don't suffer any injuries in this one. And again, like I know it's the NFL. I'm probably asking for too much there, but I would just like to kind of come out of this one unscathed, obviously with the win. And I will say before I give my score prediction, I go back to this game was terrible, but it's one that 
I look back on and I had a great time. It was one of the best weekends of my life just because I was celebrating with friends. But back in the summer of 2014, me and my friend Riley thought he's a Jets fan. or He's not really a Jets fan anymore. He was back in the day, but he's kind of one of those bandwagon guys. But he thought the Jets would be somewhat an opponent there. Like, hey, maybe these two teams are fighting for a playoff spot. These are two of the worst teams in the NFL by the time the season rolled along. And we get to week, I believe it was 15 at the time, week 15. So it's obviously in December. And these teams are awful. They're like two, Titans are like two and 12 going into this. And we're like, man, do we even, do we even want to make the trip over to Nashville to watch this? But it was so bad. But the game pretty much, we lost it last second. Delaney Walker tried to get in on like a bunch of laterals and stuff of that. And he was so close to getting in. But that play ultimately led to uh, the Titans drafting Marcus Mariota because they were able to get the yeah. number two overall pick with that one. But it's just fun to go back and watch that. And, I mean, that's why we love the game, and that's why we continue to pull for our teams. We just have those moments. I'm so glad we're in a much better position now as, a, as the Titans roster sits than we were back in 2014. But I say that to where I expect the Titans to actually win this performance or to win this matchup, and I, I don't have as quite high scoring of a game as you do, D, but I do have the Titans winning this one 28-10. Okay. So, we'll see what happens, but should be a good game from a Titans fan perspective. Hopefully that's the case. We we sound very confident. It's because we are very confident. Now, hopefully the Titans can go be. out and, and play that way, and we move to 3-1, and one, and then we get ready for Jacksonville. Jacksonville's going to have a little bit of extra rest. They are playing Cincinnati on Thursday night's matchup. So, it's going to be something there that Urban Meyer, even though I don't think he's that good of a, a coach for the NFL standards, we can t- we can discuss that at a later date, D. Yeah, but, but that's hey, cool. It's going to do it for us today. Denard, as always, thank you, my man. Same here, brother. But we'll be back next time. For Denard Walker, I am Davey Hudson. You have been listening to Believe in Titans, presented by Bet Online on the Believe Podcast Network. And as always, tighten up. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of Believe in Titans on the Believe Podcast Network. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate us on iTunes. We are available on all your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. And you can follow along to keep up with all the latest Titans information on Twitter at Believe Titans. That's B-L-E-A-V-T-I-T-A-N-S. And hey, if you're interested in advertising on the show, please contact Believe at Believe.com. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.